Welcome to Let's Talk It All. I'm one of your hosts, Jeff, and I'm an expert ghost hunter. And I'm the other host, Anvil, and according to most people on Facebook, I am not. <laughs> I am joking, folks. I, I know nothing of that uh, field. Oh, I know a little, but uh, hanging around Anvil and uh, Alani and Steve and uh, Will, who doesn't return phone calls or emails or Facebook messages, uh, I've learned a little bit. Well, in all fairness, Bobby Heenan did pass away this weekend. Oh my gosh, I did that. Uh, Will is probably... Well, it's not on Facebook, so I'm assuming it's true, but it may not be. No, it is. It is is true. It's not on Yahoo. Which which is unfortunate, because he was supposed to be in the area next month. Up in Oneana at some kind of con or festival or something. So that's that's unfortunate. That is unfortunate. Rest in peace, Bobby. Yes, rest in peace. So tonight, I want to talk about probably one of my one of my peeves is that of all the paranormal disciplines and by that I mean the cryptids the Sasquatch hunters the UFO people the urban legend folk the and I apologize for using the term ghost hunters the only ones that get upset if they get labeled as someone being knowledgeable in their field is the ghost hunters. Because if you make the mistake of referencing someone else or yourself as an expert in ghost hunting, they freak out. Hmm. Freak out. Yeah, and uh, I don't really see that issue in the uh, the Sasquatch field or the uh, UFO field. Everybody in the UFO field uh, is an expert. (laughs) (laughs) Every one of them. And every debunker, by the way, uh, in the UFO field is an expert. expert. Um, and it's funny because, you know, I'll sit there and I can pick and choose through, not all of them, there's a lot of guys out there on both sides who really do know their stuff forward and backward, but, um, and, but that's only about, you know, really 15%, you know, right. of that population. The right. rest I can, you know, pick apart pretty easily, you know, disinformation and, you know, just bad information. Uh, but yeah, I don't know why they, in the ghost field, why you guys had that issue. And, and yeah. probably a lot of people, I think unless you're in that and what, what, discipline, why, why don't they like that. the, why don't, why don't they like the term ghost hunter? Like, do they want to be called ghost slayer? You know, you know, ghost yes. beheader? I mean, see, what see, do that's they just, want? Because just like people like you that mock. <laughs> I'm not mock, mocking. I'm not mocking. mocking. Ghost slayer, ghost beheader. <laughs> I like ghost slayer. Whatever. So, I don't know. I guess it's because hunting makes it sound like we're going out and shooting a ghost re-killing <laughs> re-killing these ghosts um i've never had a problem with the term but again it right after someone using the word expert if they use the word ghost hunter it pushes them even further over the edge well what term analogy do you all prefer in that particular see term? and i think what they prefer is either paranormal investigator or paranormal researcher but, but paranormal is a, such a big field. Yeah, I mean that encompasses and, and a lot maybe of that's why, subjects. And maybe that's why they feel they're not experts. I guess. Yeah. I guess. You know, but I don't know. If I was a guy like you, or I was looking at a guy like you, or a, a woman like Alani, or mm-hmm. another guy like Steve, or whatever, or Will for that matter, and you, you know, I know you guys. I know you guys spend hours upon hours in people's uh, locations and buildings and different locations that are haunted. Um, and numerous times a year, you know, uh, during the year, uh, you go through all this evidence after hours and hours of evidence review. Um, to me, that pretty much stipulates someone who's an expert in that field. I've seen the equipment these people use, folks, just, you know, the ones out there listening right now. Uh, the cameras they use and different listening devices and the heat signature stuff. And it's some pretty far out, pretty cool stuff that, uh, you know, I took some ideas and like I could use in the Bigfoot field. Yeah, um, it is, it, I mean, really, the technology well, and is the fields cool. cross. The fields cross. Yeah. There's things, you know, there's things that you learn, you know, doing a haunted location that you can use out in the field or whatever the case is. And, well, and that's and that's what the that's what the ghost hunting folk will say is that well, we have lots of experience, but we're not an expert. And I I don't understand that one either. Like, how many years are you going to go to college before you graduate? <laughs> You know, are you a permanent student? And they'll say, well, yes, because we, we, we don't know everything. We learn something new all the time. We're always learning. We never stop learning. Well, I hope to God that's true with all the people that are experts. I hope that my doctor, who I consider an expert, that's what I'm going to him as a doctor, 
keeps learning, just doesn't stop when he got his medical degree back in 1956. Right. Um, you know, your, your mechanic, hopefully he didn't, you know, just stop learning on the 72 Pinto <laughs> and knows how to fix your Subaru at this point. Right. You know what I'm saying? So they, they throw out really kind of ridiculous arguments um, as to why you're not an expert. Um, one of the things I heard is that, well, because you go to medical school and you get a degree, because you have a degree, you can be an expert, but there's no degree for paranormal investigation, well, you know, so you can't be an expert. Well, here's the thing with a degree, and you know, this is, I call it the make-believe educational system of America, and really the world is intense. Um, you know, you, you, you want a degree, a degree in something, sure, you do go to school, you do learn about a particular subject, but you're forced to take all this other crap you don't need, and it's this money-making scheme for these colleges. Um, it's really kind of sad if you really look at it in the big picture. It's a whole different show, which we will do at some point. But uh, I am not sold uh, on college degrees. I never had been. Oh, um, you know, I make damn good money, and I did not go to college. Um, the way I looked at it is I can buy a book in a library uh, for less than $500 and, uh, you know, and read myself and uh, learn. And that's exactly what I've done most of my life. Uh, I just, uh, I just don't get it. I never did quite understand why people spend all this crazy money on education. Um, you know, you know, I had a girl working for me not that long ago. Um, they got her; to, she had her master's degree in archaeology. I was paying her eight dollars fifty cents an hour. You know, and I, at that time I was, I, make, I was making over fifty thousand. You know, I mean, and she was working for me, and I have a high school diploma. I mean, I just, I can't, I, these kids, and she was, you know, $75,000 in debt or something like that, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> I just well, don't, I don't understand it. I just don't get it, I guess. Well, yeah, and that's the, that'll be the topics when you talk about the educational system, what a scam it is. I'm not saying... But if, it kind of if, ties right into if what you're, you're saying if is you're, why, it doesn't, just because you have a degree in something doesn't does make not you make you an expert at all. Like, again, I know a lot of, I've, I've encountered a lot of medical, thank you, going back to medical, but medical professionals that I would not deem an expert. In fact, I wouldn't deem them anything but a quack. Right. You know? Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. So I'm not sure why the paranormal folk, the ghost hunting folk, ghost get, gets ghost slayers, <laughs> get so, so bent. I mean, there's got to be something there. I get bent, ghost slayer. Get, oh, it's a new, oh, I love that. It's a new slogan. Get bent, get bent ghost get bent. slayer. Okay. Um, but like I said, you know, the the cryptids, they're experts. People go talk, I mean, people go talk to these people because they're experts. They The TV shows go talk to people because they're experts. They don't go pick the random guy in the street to get their information on Sasquatch, right. to get their information on Nessie, to get information on UFOs, you know. And, and to a certain degree, they do it, you know, with the, with the, with the ghost hunting. They... They just don't go up to anyone. They they've singled out people. Unfortunately, a lot of people are only received notoriety from the TV shows. I think there are more knowledgeable people out there than the ones that are on television. Oh, sometimes. absolutely. I, I can know. say that for a fact in the Bigfoot field. So so from that from that aspect, you know, it is what it is. But um, yeah, for some reason the the haunted haunted hunters don't like to acknowledge that they may have a certain level better than the next person. And that's something else too. They don't they don't like to say they're better than the other person. It's almost like in the paranormal world the the ghost hunting community is are the leftist. <laughs> you know, everyone's the same, no one's better than anyone else. Right. You know, if you've got a tape recorder and a flashlight, you can be a ghost hunter and we're going to say that you're just, that's nuts, folks. That's nuts. I'm just telling you right now, if you deal with the public and you're going to present yourself as a paranormal investigator, a ghost hunter, whatever it is, you damn well better have comprehensive knowledge and skills in what you're doing, especially if you're dealing with the public. If you're just starting out and you just do it on your own and... You're not involving other people in other people's lives. That's fine. But if you're going out and <clears throat> your claim is that you're helping people and you're doing this and you're doing that, you better know what you're doing. You better be 
some have some level of expertise when you're out working in the field. I think that's just that's just ridiculous and, and dangerous to be out there and not know shit from Shinola. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, be like me saying, oh, I'm going to go out and look for Bigfoot this weekend in the woods and I'd be dead. I'd be dead. Something would kill me. <laughs> Something would kill me. You know, someone would kill me. I would, uh, I'm not that I'm, I can't survive in the woods, but I would go out there and be ill-prepared for anything that would be going on and something would kill me. Why? Well, I got to tell you, you know, uh, on the Bigfoot side of things, just really quick, uh, I have not done a lot of, uh, you know, uh, searches uh, this year uh, for one reason. I'm getting older. Well, yeah. And, but I'm in great shape. I go to the gym, you know, three, four times a week. Uh, but it's not that. The problem is, is there's these ticks, and uh, they don't carry Lyme disease anymore. You know, they do, but they, there's something else. There's some other diseases that, uh, like, 1% of ticks carry that there's no cure for. You know, I'm like, you get it, you're screwed. Oh, yeah. You know, and uh, that really scares the hell out of me. There's one, there's a one virus that a tick carries that if it bites you, you can't eat red meat anymore. It makes you violently sick. I ain't even making this up. You can't make this stuff up, folks. You can't make it up. It's not right. No. So you, you live on fish and rice. And I'm not Asian, and that's just not uh, Yeah. Put a bullet in me. <laughs> I like a steak, brother. So, um, yeah, to get back to you. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, unlike Jeff, I'm, I'm not in shape. Although, <laughs> four to five times a week, my name, is, my name is Jim, four to five times a week. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I, I just, I don't. I kind of wonder if that isn't why paranormal investigators that do the hauntings and, and the ghosts aren't taken more seriously because they don't take themselves seriously enough. I guess would be, would be my thought. I would, you know, I don't know how you how you present yourself as being, I'm not an expert, but, you know, I know a lot. Because I'm thinking someone that's looking for help is going to want to talk to an expert, not just a guy that knows a lot. Man, I know a lot of useless stuff. <laughs> well, true. You know, you might be the trivia champion down at Homer's Bar and Grill, but so yeah, and I just it's crazy, and it's and again, that's why the field isn't taken. I don't think it's taken as serious because people don't take, their own people don't take it seriously. When you when you're in a field that is so not controversial, but so prone to people poking holes at it and and you're too busy giving out you know participation trophies instead of recognizing the people that really know what they're doing yeah people are gonna no wonder people don't take it seriously well i uh i in one particular field not the sasquatch but the, the ufo field the alien field i call it the alien field really now um i gave up trying to talk to people about it I literally, I literally did, dude. Like, you know, it got frustrating. You know, if they went, oh, there's no evidence. I'm like, oh, no evidence. There's more evidence. To, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then there is uh, 10 times more evidence than there is in global warming. You know, I mean, in comparison. I mean, it's just the amount of evidence. It's not a lack of evidence at this point. It's a preponderance. It, it's so much of it, it's almost impossible to go through. And trying to explain it to people, you, you just, you can't. You just can't, you know, unless they take the time to, Spent a few months looking into it. <laughs> they, you can't explain it to people. And it, yeah, I just gave up. I finally gave up. But this kind of show is kind of the outlet for that. So, so yeah. So, we're going to go a little bit left. So, I've been watching the uh, Low Files. You know, we yes, talked about yeah, this Rob Lowe. We talked about Rob Lowe, but... Rob Lowe, ah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, Rob Lowe, you're so hot. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, Rob Lowe. <laughs> so... The Rob the Low Files, uh, it's on A&E, and he and his two sons, they go out, and it's not, they really, they go out and look at all kinds of strange stuff. They uh, they did a Sasquatch thing, which we'll talk about that, and uh, they did, um, the one that I just watched last night, is they, they did a, a thing on uh, the secret... Space program that the government runs. Right. Yeah, there is a there is a out of, out of Area Fifty Two, which is Dugan or Duggan or Deegan or something with a D Air Base that they say is just massive. They say things about the size of a island. 
this Air Force Base. And that's not that I've been in Rhode Island. It's not that it's big, but you're still talking about a state that is, you know, 20, 30 miles by 10 or 15. That's a lot of square footage yeah. for, for an Air Force Base. Um, and, uh, you know, and there are people that say that we're crazy to think, and we've talked about this, we're crazy to think that we just stopped going to the moon because we didn't think there was anything left. Exactly. We stopped going because we passed that point yeah. and we're doing other things. And, and one of the comments that was made is that, you know, anything you could think or dream of at this point, we're already 50 years beyond it. You know, and uh, and they they were you know they were camped out miles away from the place, and you know, but they were watching the activity at night. Like, there's nothing going on at daytime. Right. Everything's at night. night. Everything's yeah. at night. Um, but uh, he just does some really fun stuff. They did uh, they did um, one one episode on fear. So him and his younger son uh, went to a prison. It was just him, his son. And this woman who's a, a fear a fear expert. Um, and there's just the three of them in there with the camera crews, of course. And uh, they worked on seeing how scared they can get and how they can combat that and conquer that. And that was interesting. And they did the Sasquatch one. It was funny. Oh, my God, it was funny. So they, they're in California. They went to um, Willow Creek. Willow Creek, Bluff Creek, <clears throat> whatever. Yeah. Where the... I guess it's where the the eight millimeter film was shot. Bluff Creek. Bluff yeah. Creek. Okay. So they're out there, and they've got a a Bigfoot expert with them. And uh, this guy was fun. He was fun. He was out there making Bigfoot calls, <laughs> things like this. That's and, what I do when I'm out there. And uh, I could have sworn, could have sworn, I heard our howl from our from our opening at one point. You could have. And I'm like, that's not a coyote. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, so again, and Rob Lowe and his sons are no experts, but they go out there, they have fun with it. Um, they're not going out there with any preconceived notions. They're just going to, and they, it's a it's a half hour show. And if they don't find anything, they don't find anything. They walk away. They don't manufacture stuff. Actually, they mess with each other, which is kind of something we don't do when we investigate. But they mess with each other, which is kind of funny at times. Right. Right. But um, but uh, yeah. So I, you know, I find it interesting that these these civilians are out there doing this and they're fun. They're, they're getting with touch people, but they, they go after all kinds of topics. Um, they did a remote viewing was one of the episodes and it was really impressive that uh, his kids, his sons were able to <clears throat> kind of scare, scarily remote view where he was in hmm. Santa Barbara. Wow. Okay. They picked up on a lot of things that he was looking at, and it was really, it was really interesting. Hmm. And then I guess there was a movie, Men at Stare at Goats, it was about remote viewing. I don't know, I've never seen it, but no, it was about the whole military project of remote viewing things like this. Yeah. Men at Stare at Goats. And that was a real program, by the way. It was. It was declassified, it, so we know it. it so, really did exist. so, so at some point, you know, he and his sons went to a goat farm, tried to stare at goats and make them do things. <laughs> it was interesting, but. They didn't do. They didn't do anything. No, no, no. Go so, Steve, <laughs> Will, 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 Billy, Billy. Anyways, so <clears throat> yeah. So I had to get that out of my system because right before I came here, we were debating the whole why there are no experts in the field of ghost hunting, and it just got me fired up. So. I'm interested in input. If someone else can explain it to me, but I know I would like to think that the people that are out there investigating and helping the public at least have a certain level of expertise in what they're doing and not just running around with flashlights, night vision, and tape recorders. Not just that. I think that, you know, I kind of hit on this in one of the shows, one of the very early shows. Um, about even talk shows, you know, like subjects are covered. Right. You know, no, you really, no, you, you, you gotta, you gotta know what you're talking about. Well, you gotta do some research because if you don't, uh, you're not just spreading, you know, you're spreading wrong information. You're spreading disinformation. You know, you're, you're polluting, you know, the public's mind of the facts. You know, if there's really facts there and you screw them up, you're, you're not doing any justice. You're, you're doing harm. 
Um, so I, I think it's you know important for people to do some research before they start talking about a particular subject. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you know, if we ever do a show and you know in the future about a subject I know nothing about, I'm gonna come right out and say to me, look, I really know a little about this. I had very little time to research it, so I'll be talking out of my ass tonight. There will be times like that, I'm sure, in the future, but for the most part, I try to do my research so I understand what the hell I'm talking about. But yeah. That's me, you know. And I try to do some too, but if there's a subject I don't know a lot about, he just I'll makes defer, shit up. I'll defer to Jeff. Or, <laughs> Try to find the closest television movie program to the subject and watch that a couple times. But um, speaking of movies, yes, segue worked into this weekend. This weekend, and it is this weekend because you'll be listening to this at 10 o'clock on Friday on the Diversity Broadcasting Network. Uh, the next day, Saturday, in the coolest, the 2006 coolest small town in America, Oweagle, New York. We'll be doing the Southern New York Paranormal Expo and Film Festival, and we're looking forward to that. And we're going to have the expo at one location, and we'll be doing the films down the street at the local theater, which is a privately owned independent theater, which is nice. And we'll be doing these independent paranormal films uh, on the big screen, the big screen, like a regular movie screen, which is kind of exciting because... You don't see that a lot in the uh, film festivals, unless they're bigger ones. And we are definitely not a bigger film festival. This is the first year for it. But a lot of these uh, directors and producers will get a chance to see their movie on a big screen, probably for the first time. Um, Maybe the only time, depending on what the movie is. But we've got everything from uh, documentaries on UFOs and supernatural experiments to feature-length films on cryptids and uh, demons and urban legends and all kinds of things. we got short films, everything from uh, vampires to the Mothman to films that would make Rod Serling nod his head with approval. I'm probably going to spend most of my time in the movie theater. I have a funny feeling. I'll help out in the morning, but uh, I'll be buying tickets and watching movies, I think, most of the time. Uh, this is right down my alley. This is the kind of thing I like to do, is watch stuff like that. So yeah. I'd, uh, be really well, you've seen some. You've, yeah, you've, yeah, you've, you've watched yeah, some, yeah, some of them. But, you know, some of the other ones I haven't had a chance to yeah. see, so I'm very interested. So we're excited about that. And like I said, we've got several of the directors and producers and actors coming up for it. And again, this is... You know, they're coming up from New York City, they're coming in from Rochester and Buffalo, they're coming down from Syracuse and Albany, so uh, we're looking forward to it. And this is, again, independent films, and, you know, some are, some some look very Hollywood produced, and other ones look like they were done in the backyard, and they actually were done in the backyard, backyard. so, um, but they're fun. They're fun to watch, um, and it's people being creative and, and trying to have fun and go after their passion. And you can't fault someone that's going after their passion. Well, no. depends on what, what the passion is. It depends on what the passion is. We have but to be yeah, there. There's age yeah. limits on that, but whatever. <laughs> um, and then the expo itself, uh, we'll be, we'll be uh, having uh, all kinds of vendors. And we've got paranormal groups coming in from around the state. Now, last year was kind of localized, but this year we've, we've got them from around the state. Uh, we've got... Uh, Rusty in the Sasquatch Research Society. Uh, no, no, Northern, Northern, Northeastern, Northeastern Bigfoot Research Organization or something. Whatever like it is, that. I have this card. I um, have it on there. They'll be there, and uh, he'll be there. Um, I don't know if he's gonna bring his uh, sidekick with him or not. That young know. boy, that'd be nice. Uh, we've got R.I.P., which is Rome Investigators of the Paranormal. Rome Investigators of the Paranormal. And uh, they are a fairly well-known group up in the, the Rome, New York area. Um, I know a couple of their team members have several books out there. Uh, I think the one team member actually is an agent for uh, these celebrities that do the paranormal and this, that, and everything else. Uh, of course, Spectres will be there. Uh, Empirical, which Paranormal, which is a local group. Uh, the Ghost Hunters Extraordinaire. Not experts. Not experts. Not, they're not the experts, but they're the, they are the extraordinaire. Hmm. The extraordinaire will be there uh, for the festival. And uh, we've got uh, 
Renee from Diversity yep. is Renee, going to yeah. be joining us. Yeah. And we had a last minute uh, pop in. And it's, uh, I don't think it's a competitor radio thing, but they do the similar things. It's, oh, really? Uh, it's uh, M M T you know, DTM Wicked Radio. And they're really focused on paranormal and things like that. I want to say let's talk with Ghost was on that for a while. Were they? I'll have to check with Steve. I'm pretty sure that he was. I think one was. of our presenters um, was on it for a while, too. It, the, the name looked familiar when, they, when she told it to me. Um, but they look like they'll be fun. They, they want to do some interviews in there. I think it'd be a good opportunity for him. Uh, we got some great speakers. Uh, Daniel Class from Hinsdale, New York, and up in the Rome, New York area. Or not Rome, but the Buffalo, Rochester area. Uh, the Hinsdale House is probably, and has been quoted in a few papers, as the Amityville Horror of the century. Hmm. Um, this building has all kinds of activity. Uh, I think most of the known paranormal groups that you see on television have, have visited this place and done a, done a show from here. Um, Dan, I know now, is also on the whole circuit, going to the, the cons and the expos and things like that. And uh, we were lucky enough to catch him to be at ours, so that works out well. Uh, Reverend Billy Clark is a demonologist. He is... He actually got rid of my uh, ex-wife. Go ahead. <clears throat> Oh, so he's a lawyer as well. Okay. So, <laughs> oh. Oh. so he's a demonologist. Um, another one that's well-known in the region. Uh, does the exorcisms. Goes in. Cleanses areas. Cleanses property, places, things like that. And uh, people. So he'll be fun to have there. Mike Ricksacker, who is a producer and author for ghosts and ghost-related things. He's been on television. Uh, I think he had a series on Animal Planet for a while, was part of the series on Animal Planet, about haunted something or others. And, um, oh, Gary Truce, who's a local professor of parapsychology here at the Binghamton University, um, has an amazing book on uh, two sisters, I believe. One is still alive, one's dead. and uh, But they communicate, I think it's via computer. And uh, he just has some amazing stories about his experiences with the paranormal. Uh, Tara Fox Hall, who does uh, books, is going to be talking. And Jeff Gregory, who is an amazing energy worker in the area, um, does the whole thing with chakras and aligning them. But uh, his area of specialties, his, where he might be considered an expert, is uh, sound. He uses sound to help kind of put things back in line for he does the gong baths and hmm. it, he's an amazing he's an amazing gentleman um so we've got some really great speakers lined up we got some great films lined up we got some great teams lined up uh great location the elks lodge in Oiga, new york uh they will have food and they will have booze for us we're actually gonna have uh it's it's a cash bar it's not open bar we couldn't afford that <laughs> but uh cash bar so not that i expect they want to get in Sloshed, but it'd be nice to have an adult beverage or two at the Expo. Well, the great thing, uh, I'm an Elks Club member, uh, the Vestal oh. Elks Club in Augusta, New York. Um, and the great thing about Elks Clubs is the drinks are way cheaper, oh, than, way cheaper. than a regular bar. Way so um, mixed drinks, whatever it may be, you're definitely going to pay less. So it's a benefit there as well if you're an alcoholic like me. So, so. <laughs> Just that alcoholic. Well, well maybe you yeah, we, know, we know Heather is, but we... Oh, my gosh. You have no idea. Thank God there's no yeah. closed captioning and, and, on this program. Speaking, of, speaking alcohol, of alcohol, what do we have in front of us tonight, sir? Tonight, our shot is going to be Rockstream Grape Brandy. And I'll tell you, this stuff doesn't look like grape, but I'm sure it's going to taste oh, um, it's um Because it's not what I will tell you right now. <laughs> because it's radio, you can't see what I'm looking at. But we might, we might squeak out two shots out of this and it'll be done in this bottle. So obviously someone has taken a liking to this. Um, it wasn't what I expected when I first had it, um, just so you know. Um, it is a, a tad bit rougher than I anticipated. A tad bit rougher. Yeah, it's rougher. But it's still good. All right, so All right. 
shots poured. Let me grab a quick snapshot yeah, of this. A picture. We're Good taking a picture right now, but on the, uh, up onto our uh, oh, no. our webpage, which is uh, let's talk at all dot com. Um, and it's a webpage, let's talk at all dot com. So www of course, or you can find us on Facebook as well. Let's talk at all. Uh, there we go. All right, sir. Here's the swimming with bow-legged women. was stronger than you anticipated. <clears throat> okay. Uh. <laughs> wow. Yep. I'm not, I'm not sure what to say about that. Um, it's still good. It's just strong. It needs a little more grape. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. <clears throat> so, to, to describe it, uh, anyone out there that's had grapple, which is an alcohol, this is a little smoother than that, <laughs> but not much. But anyways, we appreciate the people at Rock Stream, and um, <clears throat> yeah, well, um, yeah, that was very was, expensive. That was not a cheap little bottle. I don't, I, I don't doubt it. Yeah. And, yeah. So <clears throat> good, stuff. good stuff. So to round things out, we were talking before we got into the shop. Uh, after you have a few uh, adult beverages and some food and. You've seen some movies and spent some time at the expo uh, because Alan and I didn't have enough going on that day. We will be visiting a local landmark in Owego known as the Parkview Restaurant and Hotel. And at between 9 and midnight, we'll be doing a ghost investigation there. I don't know how the two of you um, can do that. I can't stay up that way. I, 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 I physically cannot do a whole day like we're going to do and then do that. I'm not sure how we got talked into it, but people want to do it. Uh, it's limited to 15 people. I think we've sold out everything. I think we have maybe four spots left. Um, this is a great little place. This place dates back to the mid-1800s. Um, a lot of history, a lot of dark history, um, a lot of activity. Uh, they're remodeling this place. And uh, we were there once. We, we were there two years ago in 2015. And we did an investigation. And it's one of those places, if you're familiar with paranormal investigations, uh, all the batteries die almost instantly, uh, equipment doesn't work, equipment malfunctions, uh, doesn't work one minute, will work again. And next time um, people had experiences, people felt odd. Uh, this thing has a basement and then three more floors. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, I've actually been in this location uh, oh, a yeah. few times. So the very first time I was in there, uh, I can't remember the reason why, but I actually was upstairs. Uh, it was second or third floor. And I felt something. I don't know what I felt. I just knew. Like, I felt like I was being watched, being honest with you. I came downstairs. I said to the bartender, um, younger guy, maybe mid-20s. Uh, and I said, dude, is this, is this place haunted? He goes, yeah. You know, like, he wasn't joking like a yeah. He's like, yeah. Yeah, everyone uh, knows. Stuff that. happens all the time. And that's before I knew its history. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I felt it. I mean, I literally felt it. You know, it just like I was being watched or that kind of feeling. The hair standing back in the back of your neck, and I was the only person up there. And that that was that was freaky. You know, I'll um, admit to that. It was a little bit freaky. Yeah, this place is. This place is. Um, you know, now we had Lonnie with us, and she gets her impressions. But it's, you know, throughout the the decades, um, you know, all kinds of people have been there. Teddy Roosevelt's been in there. Um, there are a couple other, you know, I had no idea figures. Tony Roosevelt was in there. I had no idea. He was there. He's also spent time hanging out at the lodge in Owego, the Elks Lodge. Really? Yeah, he dedicated, donated some stuff to them. Yeah. Ah, yeah, it's crazy. Jumping gigawatts. Jumping stuff you find out. Gigolos. Anyways. Um, gigawatts. 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 Yeah. Gigolos. Yeah, it's from um, Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Yeah. Right. 18, 8.3. Uh, gigahertz or whatever. Gigawatts. Yeah. <laughs> gigawatts or something. Um, Biker bar at one point. Uh, the mob used to hang out there at one point. Um, it's just seen a lot too, a lot of deaths. Um, it was a boarding house thing for a while. There were rooms upstairs. Uh, I'll tell you, Lonnie had, and people have verified this uh, after the fact. Uh, Lonnie picked up on a young woman. She got the impression of her. It was this bathroom at the end of the hall. 
and she was in a bathtub, and uh, she died. She had uh, died, but she had died because she bled out. She had, she had self, and you're gonna love this, job. She had self-aborted her baby. Oh God! Well, yeah, God and then died. Mysterious ways, and, and then she died. died, and then died. <laughs> so I know just happy about that, but um, I'm not happy anymore. And uh, Alani, you know, was talking about this, and she was talking about this, and then uh, there was a guy who actually lived on the second floor at that time. Was kind of the local historian for a week ago, and he came out and said, "Oh yeah, do you guys know about the girl in the bath and died?" So he verified a line of story that she saw in her mind or vision or whatever or ghosty thing, and uh, verified it. And then you know, a couple mob guys often someone that she thought was maybe the accountant or something, and bikers stabbing each other. It was just a crazy history. Well, right next to that bar. Uh, where the old bridge was. They built a new bridge. Right. Okay. But the old bridge had a ghost story as well, and I don't know if you're aware of it. A lot of people aren't that are around today because, uh, you know, the over time the older people died, the older generations died, the, the stories die off. I was fortunate enough to have a teacher who was very much into the paranormal, a ghost slayer. And uh, she was my sixth grade teacher. Jeez, uh, I, I can't remember her name. But she actually took us on a ghost tour that was our, our like our class trip nice. through Owego. And we hit all these spots in the hotel was one of them. Owego's full. Yeah, nice. it was just all these different houses we went into. But let me let me get this. The bridge. Now, there's a story there. There's a bridge. I'm not going through the whole story. But look up the ghost story of the old Owego Bridge. And uh, it's really fascinating. But there is one for that. And, I will have uh, to Google yeah. that. Now, I don't know if anyone has seen the ghost of the new bridge. I just know. But uh -huh. people had seen I know, I know. We was full of activity. There's all kinds of buildings down on. It's Front an old Street, town, man. Front Street, Main Street, Lake Street, which kind of runs between the two. Um, the different buildings all have reports of stuff, and some of the owners are okay with that. Other ones don't want to talk about it. Yep. Um, but yeah, the, that's crazy. Maybe the coolest small town. I think it may be one of the most haunted small towns. Yeah, in America. In Owego. I mean, I know Dryden, New York, is another one that's. Really, Dryden? Yeah, a lot of bad juju up in Dryden, New York. Huh. But, uh, so, uh, <clears throat> so we're looking forward to it. It'll be a long day. I think uh, my day will probably start at 7 in the morning. It will end 1 or 2 o'clock the next morning, by the way things are going to go. But we're looking forward to it. And if you're in the Oweagle area, stop by and... Uh, Come and check it out. Mrs. Uh, Lawrence. That was her name. Sick great team. Mrs. Mrs. Lawrence. Lawrence. Sorry, go ahead. That's all right. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, that's uh, Snipe Film Festival this Saturday, March, or, uh, September 23rd, 10 to 6, in Wigan, New York, Elks Lodge, and Tioga Theater. Uh, but all your tickets can be purchased at the Elks Lodge. You go there first. Uh, hope to see some of you. Uh, if you're going to try to get there and get tickets ahead of time, go to Groupon, uh, which is a discount Thing on the internet and on Groupon, you can find us and get cheap, cheap tickets. Awesome. Awesome. Cheap tickets are good. So, we still have about 20 minutes left, and let's go into the news. We haven't, we haven't done a lot of news oh, yeah. stories. Uh, a lot going on right now. Well, we got North Korea <coughs> still setting shit off and launching missiles all over the place. We got that going on. Now we're talking about more sanctions against Iran. And, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot. You know, the Russians are running the biggest freaking you know, uh, war games they've ever held. Or, you know, they're saying they're only moving 10,000 troops. They're moving over 100,000 troops, and they've done it before. Um, and the whole scenario is the code name. I can remember what the Russian code name is. I, I just can't remember the top of my head. I speak a little Russian. I just can't remember. But basically, it means West. It means dominate the West is what it basically means. And, you know, uh, Putin had said, and this is last year at some point, maybe a year and a half ago, he had said, you know, and this is when Obama was in office. You know, America's so worried, you know, that we're going to, you know, start World War Three, or we're going to take over Latvia and all this stuff. And he's like, you know what? If we want to be in Paris, we could be there within two weeks. And he, he wasn't boasting. It. What we have for NATO is 30,000 troops. That's that's what's sitting over to keep, you know, the Soviet bloc out. Even the RAND Corporation, which does all the military simulations mm -hmm. studies, you know, for U.S. military. Right. You know, basically said that the Soviet or Russia would be able to conquer Europe in a week's time. 
in a week's time. Think about that for a minute, because we just don't have the resources there anymore. Um, so anyway, so they're running those drills. I don't know what it means. I don't know, so, but uh, they're you know not that long ago they ran a drill where they they built like what a million people in the shelters, you know, because uh, in the case of nuclear war, you know what I'm saying. But they did yeah. this all within a 48 hour period. We don't do those kind of things in this country. We should be doing those kind of things in this country, but we don't. We're so lazy and we become fat asses. We don't do anything. <laughs> You know? That'd be me. Just looking across the table when he says that'd be me. Well, no, I mean, like you got to give the Russians a little credit. I mean, they're taking—they're very proactive. They're—they're they're doing real war games, not the shit that we play around with. They're not screwing around, and I—I so, I am a little bit concerned to be honest. So, I guess my question would be: We are going to go down this road. We're last, going down the rabbit hole. For the last twenty minutes, we got left. We're going to go down this road. <clears throat> would we even care? Yeah, run over your uh, fuck them. <laughs> Seriously, how much, care? how much crap do we take from our European brothers and sisters all the time? Do we really, really, can we really get behind stepping in and trying well, to stop that? You know, and that same thought process was right before uh, Pearl Harbor. You know, we didn't want to get involved in Europe. <laughs> More than Japanese, yeah, we did it. You know, we really did it, and that was the American. There was no, no, like, oh, let's go to war. Yeah, let's go kick Hitler's ass. There was none of that. People don't like if you research it, you'll see that the the public opinion was not there. So when Pearl Harbor happened, that was beautiful. That was like a godsend to you know to Europe. Like, hey, finally the Americans didn't get involved. And you know, here's the funny thing: we didn't even we didn't even declare war on Hitler. We declared war on Japan. Hitler the next day declared war on us. Crazy son of a bitch, you know. See, and I don't think I don't think Putin will make that mistake. <laughs> no, I no, think Putin will make. keep. Yeah. I think Putin will put out the word. No one screw with the U.S. at this point <laughs> to draw him into this conflict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do anything. Leave my friend Donald alone. So, interestingly, and this is really going down the rabbit hole. There were some books written. Oh God, seventies. Probably before seventies. Um, I'm gonna butcher his last name, so I'm not gonna say Jerry. I want to say it's Purnell. Purnell wrote some. And they were science fiction books, and uh, but this one series dealt with the fact that there were two fact. It was called the Co Dominion, and there were basically two factions, East and West. And that was it. That was the. That's how the world was divided up, East and West. Basically. Right. Everything on the North, I get North America, South America, that, and then everything over in Europe. So the oceans basically split everything up. So it's interesting that, not to say we're going down that road, but that that's an option. Well, you know, here's the thing. But again, would we really get involved with pushing the Russians out of Europe? Well, we would because we're in the NATO alliance. One attack on one country is attack on all. That's what the, the alliance basically states, and that's what we signed on to. So if Germany's attacked, if France attacked, if Britain's attacked, any NATO alliance that's attacked is an attack against all NATO alliance countries. So they res- well, all respond as one. You, that's the problem with NATO. You say no, that. No, no, that's, no, that's what it is. That's the NATO, that. No, that's the NATO alliance. Now listen, now listen. Now, what we have also at the same time right now, so they're having these massive, massive, you know, uh, military war games right over in Belarus, okay, which is right on the, the border of Poland. That's where it is right now. Okay. At the same time, the Russian Navy and the Chinese Navy, okay, are running joint military war games off the coast of North Korea. And that's a sign to us. That's not against the North Koreans. This is what people don't get. They're like, oh, yeah, that's for... No, I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. That's not in support of us dummies. That's in support, not maybe not directly in support of the North Koreans, but basically saying, look, it, we don't want war over here. If you do, we might get involved. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. I don't think they would. The Chinese said they would. I don't think they would. I just... There's no cost benefit for them to get involved. Uh, you know, the Chinese are the, the ones that are in the worst position in this whole thing. 
you think about it, they got this crazy SOB on their border, who's kind of an alley, kind of not, you got Didn't nuclear that. weapons setting shit Didn't off all that. the time, pissing off the United States, right? Now, what's happened is, this is the Chinese worst fear. It's the Chinese worst fear is not having American forces take over North Korea, that's not it, okay? The Chinese, because we're, you know, North Korea is a buffer zone for China against, this, you know, against the North, uh, American forces. Their worst fear is a nuclear Japan. So now nu- <laughs> Japan is talking about maybe we should go nuclear. <laughs> maybe we should get our own nuclear weapons. If that happens, I'd say that's the Chinese biggest fear. They fear the Japanese for what happened during uh, World War II. People don't realize the trauma, the mental trauma that the Japanese put on the Chinese people. It was, it was brutal. It was harsh. And uh, that is the Chinese biggest fear is actually nuclear uh, Japan. So it's actually in China's best interest to take out this crazy SOB themselves. They don't want to deal with the refugee crisis. I understand mm-hmm. that. Yeah, but that. something's got to happen. Somebody's got to act. You know, either the South Koreans are going to decapitate this guy, our special forces are going to decapitate this guy, or the Chinese special forces are going to decapitate this guy. That's what's going to happen. I don't think it's going to war. I think somehow we're going to take that SOB out, but that's just my opinion. Yours? <laughs> I, someone's going to. I think, I think there'll be a, I think there'll be an understanding between the three powers. It's got, something's going to, yeah. There'll be an understanding right. between the three yeah. powers. Us, Russia. And China. China, Soviet Union. Who, yeah. who are the, Fourth, who are the fourth they are right now? So, <clears throat> back to this European thing. So, I understand NATO, I understand. I get that. I get that. <clears throat> but, I also understand, I think I understand the president we have in the office right now. So, from a Donald Trump perspective, Donald Trump perspective, let's say you and I, let's say I was Donald, a lot of people like that. I was Donald. <laughs> And you were, you were your, yeah, you were your, and we've got this agreement that we're going to protect each other, blah, 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 whatever. But for years, for decades, you just talk smack about me, give me grief. You really aren't much of a friend overall. Take any opportunity you can to kick me in the nutsack. When push comes to shove, and all of a sudden you're asking for my help. How how anxious do you think I'm going to be to jump in there? Well, well, and, here's and no. Save you? I get that point of view. I understand what you're saying, but you're am not going to say, no, <laughs> we got our own issues going on right now. I'd love to help you. In fact, you can use the thirty thousand we got over there for you, but that's probably all you're going to f and get right now. Well, this is two prong. The whole idea of these war games uh, called West uh, is to. Take out as many countries as they can in the NATO alliance as fast as they can and entrench themselves, knowing that nuclear weapons won't be used. We're not going to nuke another NATO country. You understand? We're not going to nuke Prague. We're not going to, you know, we're not going to nuke Paris. We're not going to nuke these. We're not going to nuke London. So the, the Russians understand this. They're not dummies. All right. So the whole idea and premise behind this is to take over as many of those countries as they can as quickly as they can and entrench themselves. Now, here's. You say we want to get involved, but you got to remember, you got 30,000 American troops over there, and if one day you wake up and, you know, half of them are prisoners of war in Russia, whoever president sitting there is going to do something. He's not going to sit back and do nothing. He's going to do something. Now, it depends on how much Russia takes. If Russia takes over the whole damn continent, there's nothing we're going to do anyway. We're not going to be able to make a beach landing in any place. Oh, that's true. You know, I mean, so it, it may be a mute point. Um, what we should do... What we should really be doing right now is, A, reinstating the draft at this point. Uh, we are immensely, immensely unprepared for war. Absolutely. We are spread throughout the planet right now very thin. Uh, we need we need at least, I would say, at least another five brigades, at least, you know, for military. And that takes two years to train those people to get them to, the, you know, the battle mm-hmm. readiness. So we are behind the eight ball. I don't know. If I'm Putin and I'm rolling the dice, now's the time. See, I don't know. I don't to think, me, now's the time, brother. See, I don't think Putin's, I don't think Putin's rolling the dice. I don't think, I don't think so Putin's either. I, I don't think he's crazy. I think I think Putin and Trump and whatever is going on in China, <laughs> I think they're they're outside 
the the Rothschild circle. I think they're outside this New World Order circle. And I think they're seeing, I think they're calling the shots as their own little New World Order. I say this. If we do go after North Korea in a military way, I believe almost simultaneously at that moment, Russia will invade Ukraine. I, I, can, I just had this feeling. If we do something in North Korea, Putin's going to say, you know what? They're going to be busy over there. I'm taking over the U.S. or Ukraine. And he's going to blow right through them like they're, like. Oh, yeah. He, he's going to blow right through Ukraine. Gonna, it, not, it, won't be a, it won't be a guerrilla warfare. It won't be close. It will be an annihilation. Oh, you know? I, the Russians I, don't screw around. Uh, you, you know, I, I had said this on Facebook, and this is probably two years ago now, almost two and a half. You know, when Russia finally got involved in Syria, you know, in the first day, the first day of bombing by the Russians, they ran more air raids in scenarios, you know, bombing mm-hmm. targets in Syria than we did for six months that we were there. Think about that. In one day, they did more damage than we did in six months. The Russians don't screw around. They don't care about civilian casualties. They don't worry about babies being killed on TV and CNN and yeah, you know, so crying liberals. Be, be, oh, God, we're killing civilians. Oh, my God. You know, the, you, know that, you see what I'm saying? The, the mindset in war terms is so different between Russia and the United States. It's not funny because we have the media over here. The left-wing crying liberals, oh, God, you're killing civilians. Bad, you. But in Russia, they don't play that game. They kill everybody. They're there to win. They're there They're to win. To win no, you're right. You know? right. And that's the difference. That's the difference, folks. Which is, again, why maybe it's not so bad having our president and their president cozy. Yeah. You know, and Putin was held in check by Bush. And I hated Bush. Bush, you know, a junior. Mm-hmm. But because Putin knew Bush Jr. wasn't effing around. He went, in, he went into Afghanistan and cleared house. He went in Iraq and cleared house. He wasn't effing around, and Putin saw that. He's like, all right, this guy isn't playing games. He, when he says God told him to do this, he, God told you know, that's what Bush Jr. did, though. I mean, yeah, you don't realize. Did. I mean, like, God told me. And that's what he did. Putin believed, you know, he's like, no, this guy really believes his crap. <laughs> God told him to do it. He's going to do it. So Putin was held in check. Then Obama comes into office. And he's in office. He's running around Europe apologizing for America. Remember the European oh. tour? Right before before he's even the election's over, he's over there apologizing for America, which we did some horrible things. Yes, we did. But you don't go around the, the freaking world saying, oh, bad America, you dumbass. That Putin, that gave Putin a green light. He's like, oh, this guy's a pussy. And he was right. He was a pussy. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so interesting times. Oh, by the way, uh, disclosure, this is not a child-friendly episode. (laughs) Yeah, I may may have to post that that into the first part of that broadcast. Um, Yeah, we're we're definitely living in interesting times. Um, For some reason, and maybe now that we're past the hurricane... There's, I haven't heard, I, mean, I don't listen to a lot of news, but usually there's people talking. There's been a lot of things about post-hurricane Florida. Oh, well, I deal with it at work. I, oh, I'm not going to go into details, but okay. it's a disaster down there. Oh, I'm, sure you know, and, you I'm know, not saying it's not, I just, we're not hearing a lot about Three it. hours after the, the, the worst damage goes by, and particular people we know, you know, they're, they're, they're saying, oh, it wasn't that bad. But, you know, I have um, <laughs> access to photographs and video that most people don't have access to because it's part of my job. And it's a freaking disaster, Joe. To pretend that it wasn't that bad, you know what? I, I had to keep my mouth shut because I'm going to piss anyone off in my what I'm saying, circle. But really you're, you're not being realistic by staying when you had ample notice, quite frankly, was just irresponsible when it comes to how many children were involved, in my opinion. And I don't give a rat's ass what you think. But... It was just irresponsible. That's all there is to it. And there's more storms on the way. Yeah. Yeah. Mario or Maria or something. You know, I opened up my house to people, I should say, down there. I, you know, I, numerous lots of people. I said, come here. Everything be paid for. All your food be paid for. You don't have to pay for nothing. 
I'll set up extra beds. We'll do what we got to do to ferry one in here. Not one of those people took me up on that offer. They all decided to sit down there and try and wait it out. No, I'll tell you, Jeff's house is nice. It's got new windows, got new yeah, floors. Yeah, that's right. And there's lots it's of space. Lots, lots of space. Of space. You know? So it wasn't like there wasn't space. That offer's open again. Yeah. Anyone's listening to those, Jeff, take them up on it because this is a nice little place to yeah. come. Neighbor's not so great, but if you stay inside, you're, you're good. Yeah, you're good. You're, you're good. good. I'm, you're good. I'm armed. It's all good. Yeah, it's good. But uh, I don't know. But that it's a whole different show, really. <laughs> I shouldn't be talking show. about it, I guess. Um, what, where can we be found again, sir? We what? can be found several places. We can be found at 10 o'clock on Friday nights at Diversity Broadcasting Network, which is www.diversitybroadcastingnetwork.com. We can be found on the internet at our own website, which is www.letstalkitall.com. We can be found on Facebook, Let's Talk It All. And we can be emailed and reach us by email and send your hate mail, love mail, or comments to either Jeff at letstalkitall.com or Anvil at letstalkitall.com. Or if you don't want that to either one of us, just want to throw it in there. Info, info at let's talk it all about you. I haven't gotten an email from anyone yet uh, about abortion. If you're <laughs> on the left wing side and you're a woman and you like killing babies, please tell me why. I want to know why. Send me an email. Let me know why you like killing babies. Just curious. Yes, well, we all means that's Jeff J E F F at let's talk it all that That's the email you need to use for that. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> What else going on? Uh, we're near the end of September, going in October, the Halloween month, Halloween, looking forward to Halloween, and all the fun stuff going on. Uh, yeah, the, the snipe hunt's the big thing right now, occupying a lot of my time, just squeezing in this little little, little gem, because uh, it gives me a little bit of a distraction. Um, yeah, the, the news is funny. For, for a week, it was hurricane prep non-stop, and then once the hurricane stopped, all the news seemed to stop, too. Um, I think the big thing in the news right now is Trump at the United Nations. Yes, he is at the United Nations. Putin's not there because he's watching the war games. <laughs> well, <laughs> something's good at Um And then uh, Trump is something, it's four initials, A... ATF? D, oh, D, I don't know. There's something... There's something I think it has to do with uh, the environment or something that they're saying Trump may change his position on, and we may get back into the Paris Paris Accords. Hmm. I can't remember what the initials are. This shows how interested I am in it. Um, so I don't know what's going on with that. And haven't heard a lot about the Russian investigations. Every now and then I'll see something pop up that they're questioning someone. Uh, I think the big news is that they are questioning just how much influence Ivanka has. In the, in the White House with her father. And I'll tell you what, she probably doesn't have any more influence now than she's had over the last 30 years with her father. We, so. we are close to, we're two votes away, two votes away from repealing Obamacare. I don't know if you're aware of this. Um, I think I heard something about that we were real close. Yeah, we're two votes away at this point. So it may happen. Thank you, Lord. Uh, and I do want to point out, it, people, if you ever want to watch something really good on Netflix... <laughs> And Hulu Plus might have it too, but I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. Is um, unacknowledged. It's a documentary. Extremely well done. Top notch. Uh, people interviewed. You know, we're talking generals. We're talking admirals. We're talking former heads of the Central Intelligence Agency. Uh, if you want to know what's going on, really, really, what's going on with UFOs and aliens, um, it's a great starter. Uh, just because the information is rock solid. What's uh, it called? Unacknowledged. Okay, I was unacknowledged. I thought Lina made me watch it. Lina was watching something with yeah. UFOs the other night. Yeah. It was really strange. No, this this isn't strange. I mean, it, it sounds strange because it, it, you watch it and you're like, this can't be true, but it really is. And it's all documented, um, Freedom of Information Act documents and that kind of thing, declassified stuff. Uh, but then, of course, the personal, you know, uh, interviews with, you know, generals and admirals and colonels and lieutenants and everybody else underneath the sun, uh, it's just a great, uh, great show to get you started. Anyway, uh, it'll open your eyes. It'll open your eyes. So. It'll open your eyes. It'll open your eyes. All right. So we are quickly approaching the one hour. We just hit the one hour mark. So I will wrap this up by saying, "Don't be afraid to follow your passion, 
as long as, as it's of legal age. And, and don't be afraid to be called an expert. If you are knowledgeable and have skill sets in an area of whatever, you are an expert. Till next week, stay safe.